Welcome to the J Crypto Audio Experience. First off, thanks for coming. Second off, I want to congratulate you for investing in the education of blockchain, cryptocurrency, NFTs, decentralized finance, all those terms that when you first hear you go, what the hell does that mean? Blockchain is a technology shift, guys. Once in a lifetime opportunity. This is Malibu beachfront property, $1,000 per the acre. Now, to take advantage of it properly, you got to invest in that education. And that's what you're here for. That's what I'm here for. So let's learn together. Hey, once again, Jay Crypto is here to give you guys some stellar content on all things cryptocurrency and blockchain related. Now, in today's video, I want to remind you guys, I am not a financial advisor. All these videos you see here for entertainment purposes only to get you guys exposed to some of the latest and greatest crypto news and some projects and DeFi. And just remember, DeFi is incredibly early and every DeFi project, you're you know, basically acting as a speculator just to test out the technology. Um, a guinea pig, if you will. <laughs> And uh, that's kind of what we go over a lot in my channel. Some of the newest DeFi projects out there. I definitely would not go into any project thinking that it is a sure bet. Even if it is one of the bigger or best projects, we've just seen too many cases where things have been hacked or there's been rug pulls, um, even with things seemingly pretty darn sound. Now, that being said, guys, let's jump into the markets. So I just want to take a look at both Bitcoin and Ethereum and Bitcoin is currently for those of you on my podcast sitting at $32,000. So obviously we've had a huge um, breakout to the downside. We were just at around 38,000, 39,000 the other day and now we're back down to $32,000. Ethereum as well has had a break to the downside at $1,900. Could this be bearish? I'm not sure. But let's move on. I figured with this type of volatility, it would be good to share with you this uh, some highlights from a podcast done by Raul Paul. And I think it was uh, some other guy. I forget, I forget the name of the other guy. Shoot. I think it was Vision. Let's see. Real Vision. So the uh, the other guys from Real Vision, uh, which I believe is something in the traditional finance space or investment space. It's a really good display of Raul Paul's current hot takes on what the macro trends are in economics. And then we'll get into some crypto. But I just wanted to go macro because whenever we see or volatile price drops in Bitcoin since I am a cryptocurrency channel I know a lot of people get scared and let's just zoom out and see what one of the world's top investors Raul Paul who's known for seeing things far in advance uh, has to say about the dollar crypto and some other hot topics so first off let's just get the intro going with this at 710 it's macro time. It's Rao Pal time. <laughs> yeah, it suddenly got all a bit macro all of a sudden, which is which is good. I mean, Julian Brigden and I, who uh, uh, write Macro Insiders and uh, Real Vision Pro, we were talking about, you know, God, it's boring, nothing happens. And macro, we always say, is like waiting for the bus. 
you wait forever and then 14 buses come at once <laughs> so Raul, let's walk through this uh you know i've actually been watching your twitter feed very closely you had an incredibly interesting tweet storm uh yesterday um about the dollar being key to everything. In fact, let me just read this first tweet. Uh, quote, the dollar is always the key macro variable. When it moves, it moves everything. If the dollar rises sharply back to the middle of the range, it kills the inflation narrative for now. The real guts of the inflation debate is more likely next year's story. Raul, this is everything that's happening in markets right now. It's inflation, it's rates, it's jobs. What's your thinking on the dollar? So Ralph Paul goes on to explain a narrative that, you know, I haven't really heard that much uh, recently until I saw this. This is why I wanted to bring it to your attention. Bitcoin is the ultimate hedge against what? It's the ultimate hedge against inflation. Now the narrative has been that because of COVID-19, because of our current monetary policy, the Fed just continues to print money. And this isn't something new. This is something that's been going on every time that we are about to have a major breakdown in our economy or recession. The Fed will just bail us out. They'll just, if you will, continue to print money and bail us out. Now, with COVID-19, we've had economic relief packages, and that has you know, been an uh, attempt or effort in the U.S. to get us kind of stimulated or our economy stimulated. Ralph Paul, in this interview, debunks the level of inflation. In fact, he states that we've already experienced the peak of inflation. And what's around the corner, it's, you know, the dollar actually strengthening, which is very interesting. So let's just go on to a few more points here and he'll speak to that in these next points. I just wanted to trim down the fat for you guys. He doesn't get to that until a little bit later anyways. It's reflecting the fact that the Fed are going to raise rates in two years' time. That's nonsense. Even, um, um... Oh, by the way, that's another thing. I was I have a real estate background, and a lot of people I talk to about what could cause the next crash or real estate crash is people raising the... or I mean, excuse me, the government raising the rates, the interest rates, right? Because that would just destroy our housing market since housing prices are so high and it would be so difficult to borrow money um, amongst other loan markets, if you will. And this is super fascinating. Ralph Paul goes on to say that they're, they're hinting at raising the rates eventually, two years from now, maybe, but, and then I'm gonna let them finish. I can't remember one of the Fed governors is on the tape just now saying the Fed always over-anticipates at this point in the cycle. The reality is, I think we've got a slowdown coming and this reflation trade is going to be proven to be well too early. The commodity super cycle may be in play, but that's next, next year's story. I think this year's story, slow down, more stimulus. So the rates won't be raised. Instead, we're going to have a slowdown economic period. We won't see a commodity super cycle um, like we were expecting with Bitcoin and other things that reflect a hedge against inflation. Uh, instead, we may just see an economic slowdown with some printing money, maybe some QE quantitative easing happening as well. But let's let's keep going. You're a mute, Ash. 
just to connect to the news cycle for people who aren't following it this closely. Uh, so, you know, we saw in the middle of the week on Wednesday, the Fed was unexpectedly hawkish by uh, market expectations, uh, meaning they signaled rates would be rising faster and sooner uh, than people believed. But out in 2023, if you look at the dot plot, if you believe that that is uh, indicative of future policy action, which is always a question. Yeah. So today and yesterday, yields plummeted. That is not normal behavior here. It's telling us something is different is going on than the prevailing narrative in markets. So instead of yields rising, instead of interest rates rising, bond yields are, have plummeted. And he's saying now that that's a different macro indicator. That is something that shows us, oh, okay, this may not be our normal type of situation. This this is abnormal. This is abnormal. So guys, pay attention to this next part. I promise this is going to link into crypto very shortly. It tells you that the Fed are not going to raise rates. Or if they do, it's going to curtail inflation. But they're only talking about two years' time. You know, Are they going to start tapering? Probably not. Well, they will start to try to think about tapering. And the rate of change of the Fed balance sheet is slowing down dramatically. But my guess is they'll have to pick it up in due course. And that affects all asset prices. So the stock market is now like, I don't like this change. I don't like this dollar moving fast because that's the big daddy. And if the big daddy's upset, you know, it spooks everybody else. Volatility is contagious. So if the big daddy, which is the dollar, the denominator of everything is like screaming high. The equity market's like, whoa, 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 I don't know what this means. I mean, I already had a call with a friend of mine who runs a giant hedge fund. He's if everyone is expecting the dollar to devalue and suddenly it's screaming higher, if every analysis is saying that the dollar should be devaluing itself, but now it's going up, then equity markets are basically saying, what the heck is going on? He's like, oh, we're having to bloody take down risk and hedge because this dollar thing is blowing up all our trades because right. everybody's in this reflation bet. That was the value versus growth bet as well. That was basically this point in the cycle, value outperforms. Now, if value meaning like maybe um, oil companies or construction companies or different equities that are, or car companies like Ford or General Motors, things like those that maybe have big infrastructures in place and hold potential monopolies on industries, but not, but then the growth, so those are more value equities from my understanding, and then growth could be something with like a network effect that has higher potential of growth, such as a company that continually buys other companies, uh, Facebook buying Oculus, the virtual reality, and moving towards, moving towards VR, moving towards, um, crypto, things with network effects. Uh, Facebook itself was a social media app that has a network effect and has massive growth through advertisement and the ability to buy more companies and more technology and expand and constant expansion versus value stocks, where which may be a little bit more of a safer play, putting your money into, into a place that has good value, good fundamental value. So that's the difference between growth and value. If we go to a um, a looser monetary policy environment again and slower growth, it means tech stocks start to outperform again. And we saw that yesterday and day before, things like ARK start really performing again mm -hmm. as, the, as the equity market starts shifting 
its inflation narrative as well. So it's going to move equity markets. It's going to probably create volatility. If this carries on and those head and shoulders in the dollar break, the equity market's going to have a puke, you know, a bar shock. Um, right. a value shock. Then um, what we'll find is rates will come lower because it offsets the fact that what the equity market's doing. The dollar is lowering the rate of inflation, which brings bond yields down. The Fed start going, oh, well, sorry, we didn't mean about raising rates. What we actually meant was, you know, we need to make sure everything's all right. Right. Commodity prices fall because of what's going on. That lowers the inflation narrative. And things like gold and Bitcoin, which really do well when the printing presses start up again properly, um, <laughs> i.e. the rate of change starts increasing, they will start picking up then. Meanwhile, they get caught out in the crosshairs. Gold, for example, gets hit by a stronger dollar because it's priced in dollars, but it also benefits from weaker bond markets. So it, it's kind of somewhere in this in this kind of crosswinds. And Bitcoin's also the same. But as the and as the narrative shifts, and remember, macro narratives take time. They're not instantaneous things because you need economic data to start coming in weaker. When that happens, we'll likely see gold and Bitcoin explode higher again along with probably tech stocks, maybe after a sell-off first. All right, guys, this is super interesting. If you're following this, then what it seems like is that we don't know when the next crash is coming, but things seem very hot. This is something that a lot of people have been saying. But what Ralph Paul is saying, from what I understand, is that we're in, a, we're in an interesting place right now where we don't know, number one, the narrative has been that, yeah, this inflation is going to catch up with us. You know, something's going to break, right? That's what all the major YouTubers are saying. But what Ralph Paul is saying is a little bit different. He's saying that, yeah, raising the interest rates could be the thing that breaks the system. But the Fed isn't going to do that. They're not going to do that. Which is super, super interesting. So he's saying that they're hinting at it, but they're not going to actually do it. They may continue to print some money. However, what he expects to happen is actually an economic slowdown. And with an economic slowdown, we're going to have lower yields, lower interest rates. So therefore, for investors, instead of investing in things like Bitcoin or gold, which, you know, gold, or I mean, Bitcoin actually may have a place in the middle where it might still stay similar, stay relevant, stay the same, but it's the ultimate hedge against inflation and where he's saying we might not have this massive spike of inflation right away. We might see uh, Bitcoin flounder a bit. We may see investors instead go to things that have very high adoption or very high upside, like tech stocks, like Ethereum, like Polygon, things that are just continually having a ton of adoption. It's very interesting. Yeah. Well, while macro narratives take time, Rao, what you're discussing right now, you can see it on the tape. If you look at the 10-year yield, uh, you can see it trading uh, going into Wednesday at about 149 uh, on a yield basis. Uh, one, uh, let me get, let me show you guys this next point because this is a really good point. I don't want you guys to miss. Let's get into some things here. 
Yeah. Uh, once again, I'm curious on the tech side, on the crypto side, you see this as bullish for exponential age type investments uh, and potentially bearish uh, on the uh, on the on the side where we look at more traditional industrial type of commodities uh, as well as uh, as well as stocks that are involved in more manufacturing. Tell us a little bit about that thesis. So bullish on tech, bullish on hyper growth, bullish in this time period where we haven't had the massive inflation just yet. Right? We're getting hints of interest rates rising. This is what the Fed does. And they're going to continue to print some money. So it's going to, you know, we're going to have a slower economic turn. But why is the dollar going up? So in this time of confusion, industrial value stocks will be bearish opposed to things like Facebook, FinTech, Ethereum adoption and now we get to hear Ralph Paul's take well generally these exponential age these things with network effects where we don't value so much off cash flow you kind of think of them as super long-term bonds so therefore super long-term bonds go up enormously as yields fall right um, and that's how these things traded all the way through the COVID experience because they're not cash flow constrained because they just produce margin and cash flow. They're like machines, these things. Extraordinary. So that makes them very attractive in times of economic slowdowns or economic uncertainty. So that doesn't mean you won't get volatility in them, but they tend to do extremely well indeed. So you know, FANG stocks massively outperformed all other stocks last year. And I think that kind of environment plays out again. So I'm looking at that. Bitcoin, on the other hand, really is a play on central bank balance sheets and the adoption of the technology. So the adoption of technology goes relentlessly forwards. There's been less retail activity because of the sell-off and you know some of the Chinese issues and you know the ESG narrative has slowed the buying down. So the market's been pretty heavy as Chinese miners have offloaded some of their inventory because some of them are closing up shop or having to move location. And that's, that's way down. We see that Grayscale Trust hasn't been buying much Bitcoin recently. But over time... If I'm right and the narrative shifts towards, you know what, we need to print more money again, then Bitcoin's going exponential because everybody understands that Bitcoin is the best asset in the world to own ah. in a re-expansion of the balance sheet. All right. So this is such an interesting you know, thesis. So basically what he's saying is in the next couple of years, Bitcoin, though it be a hedge against inflation, once they start printing the money again... Yeah, it's going to go exponential. In the meantime, we may see high growth stocks that have a network effect. So Ethereum, for example, a platform that adoption is increasing by the thousands of percentiles. And then also we have Facebook, which is buying more companies that can add more network effects to those next platforms like virtual reality or to social media, things of those natures. Those will perform very well in the midterm, but Bitcoin will really see its exponential effect upon more printing of money, whereas the network effect, the exponential growth stocks will be seen more as 10-year bonds. Uh, things like early Apple, early Amazon, early um, you know, Spotify, things that require mass usage. 
So I thought that that was super interesting, but let me show you guys another point that kind of ties this together. Denominator fiat currency overall. So we know that basically in a situation where any growth is weaker, the central bank prints and therefore equities go up. If equities fall, the central bank prints and equities go up. If inflation rises, the central bank caps yields and ends up buying all the bonds, which is the ex expansion of the balance sheet, equities go up. Okay. Yeah. So okay. Let me show you guys that again. Because that needs some bro breakdown. This is going to display when equities, you know, won't go up. So traditional equities. So basically he's saying it's always been safe to just put some money into equities because they've just gone up in every circumstance. And then he'll go on to one outstanding circumstance that creates this high growth for things like tech stocks. Denominator fiat currency overall. So we know that basically in a situation where any growth is weaker, the central bank prints and therefore equities go up. If equities... Any growth is weaker. If any growth is weaker, then the central bank will print, stimulate the comedy, the the economy, and equities will go up. Full, the central bank prints, and equities go up. If inflation rises, the central bank caps yields, and then so if equities fall, the central bank also will print, stimulate the economy, and equities will go up. If inflation rises. The central bank prints and equities will go up. Ends up buying all the bonds, which is the ex expansion of the balance sheet, equities go up. Yeah. So the only time they go down is VAR shocks. So that's a value at risk shock. That's when something else blows up like the dollar and equities panic. But again, the Fed's got your back. I know this sounds crazy. Everybody hates it. It is what it is. And I didn't want to believe this was true, but I now believe it to be true. And in that environment, you want to own the things that go up the most. And those are the businesses that have exponential charts because they're driven by network effects. Oh so that's the network effect that we see in Bitcoin that we've seen in all FANG stocks. Facebook is a classic network effect stock. So those things do really well in this kind of environment because they're groundbreaking technologies that are taking new adoption. Facebook, for example, is going to pivot towards VR plus crypto as it brings Facebook DM and it's also buying up most of the VR world. So Facebook is going to play a big role in the future. Apple is doing the same with AR and all this other stuff is going on. So these companies are repositioning for the next S-curve higher, the next exponential adoption of technologies. They're all coming. But that's also against the backdrop of the adoption of artificial intelligence, distributed computing, autonomous vehicles, electric voltaic vehicles, green energy, um, robotics, genetic sciences. All of these things are not now pie-in-the-sky futurist stuff. No. They're things happening right now and are getting adoption in front of our eyes. If you want to see adoption, see Ethereum and what's going on there. That's mass adoption of technology. So these things are all happening at the same time. They give exponential upside rewards. So in this environment where the Fed's got your back on the downside and the upside's exponential, you want to be long the upside. 
and not looking to trade the cheeky downside, you know, macro bet. This is the macro bet that we're transitioning into a different world. And a lot of people are very cynical right. of that because they don't know how to value these things. But right. once you understand, just use a logarithmic chart and look at the adoption of that network and the growth of the network and the number of connections that are being built in the network. All right, guys, so let's break this down. So in traditional equities, they've gone up no matter what happens, uh, pretty much, you know, because of the ongoing printing of money in our current monetary policy, that's what he's saying. The only difference is we're entering an era where new futuristic industries like green energy, like robotics, like automated vehicles, like all these different you know things that we've, your crypto obviously, blockchain technology, all these different things, VR, all these different things that we've you know thought about for a while, are now coming to fruition. So these these old value stocks, these industries that were, you know, everyone knew would be disrupted disrupted at one point, but not, you know, it seems too quick to be true. Um, there's a there's like an old saying where Netflix <laughs> disrupted Blockbuster before Blockbuster even knew it was disrupted. So it's kind of like, all right, so now the reason why the best investments are actually going to be in this time period, at least in the short term to midterm time period, these high value network effect, exponential growth, stocks, cryptocurrencies, things that are platform based that kind of create this, you know, network effect, if you will. Um, Things like early Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Facebook, but the new wave of those, why those are such good investments is again, because value stocks are going through value shock. So in this current monetary slowdown, those are the things that Rob Paul is saying will see the most money thrown at them um, from an investment standpoint. So next up, let me show you guys a quick piece. Um, which is another good little segment here at 34 minutes. The exponential age, how do you think about it? How do you position it uh, and how do you size it? I'm still 100% crypto because I think it's the best of the exponential age bets. There will be a pa- and that's been painful recently, but nothing's been doing particularly amazingly. So that's right. fine. It is what it is. And, you know, still look, Ethereum's still up 193% this year and Bitcoin's still up 23%. That's all fine. Um, the And I'll come on to some charts in that in a sec. Just I know people will be interested. Mm. Um, so I'm not putting these bets on. I think this transition phase may be a bit too volatile to want to do that. But if there's a sell-off, then I want to start adding things like ARK, Facebook, um, maybe the Vanek Semiconductor. All right, guys. So basically, Ralph Paul just said that he's 100% crypto right now for this oncoming wave, this oncoming economic time period. Now, he's not hes not trying to add anything right away. He wants to see what unfolds. So I'll keep you guys updated. And that's kind of it for this video. I, I, I will do a part two and I'll start the part two. But for now, I just wanted to show you guys what's going on here. All right, so basically the main takeaways is that, you know, you have a guy like Ralph Paul, who's an experienced investor, saying that he's 100% in crypto at this current moment. 
And that's because he believes putting your money into value stocks right now is not the best move. We don't know what's going to happen. It doesn't seem like the Fed's going to be raising interest rates anytime soon. Instead, it seems like they'll just continue printing money, in which case Bitcoin could go parabolic. And even if they don't print money and we see an economic slowdown, that's fine too, because what else is going to happen is these high network, these um, these network effect stocks and cryptocurrencies like Ethereum, which you heard him say is 100% crypto. So why isn't he into you know, Facebook. Well, the reason why is because Ethereum is a network effect stock in a, in a sense. It's literally something people think is just a cryptocurrency and they don't know that it's a platform, that decentralized applications are already built on top of it. Whether it be for video streaming, whether it be for weather, whether it be for decentralized finance, there's already applications built on this brand new decentralized internet um, platform called Ethereum. So I just wanted to clue you in on some of the macro trends. I know we've heard the narrative, oh, it's a bull market, it's a bear market. But Ralph Paul is saying that these things, we should start to look at cryptocurrency as a potential industry for high network adoption. Now, I don't mean Dogecoin, guys. I mean like Polygon. I mean like something with substance. I mean like Ethereum. I mean like BNB, Binance Smart Chain. Things like that. Things with substance. Okay. So, or Cardano. Things with substance. So, anyways, guys, that's what I got for you today. I hope you enjoyed this video. It's some very heavy stuff. Uh, basically, the dollar all of a sudden is making an uptrend. It's kind of freaking out the natural equities markets. If this continues to proceed, then we may see something different than what we've seen before, which is going to be a value shock. Traditional equity companies are in shock that the, the dollar is actually going up at this very moment. And uh, this could really spike some crazy things to come. But Ralph Paul saying some of the better places to store your money is not like very like value stocks. It's places with hyper growth, with network effects, and to buy the dips. Alright guys, this is not financial advice, I just wanted to give you something from the traditional finance world, Ralph Paul, and uh, kind of hopefully help you guys out if you're on your early financial journey, maybe this gave you some things to think about. But uh, this is Jay Crypto once again, and I'm going to do a part two of this video right now. Thanks. Thank you.